Hey people, welcome back to the Slight Sarcasm Podcast. I'm Celeste. I'm Amber. And we are back with a live episode, or a new episode. This is not live. (laughs) (laughs) A new episode, yeah. Yeah, no pre-recorded stuff this week. We're sitting here on a Sunday morning and ready to talk about some deep stuff. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when y'all hear this, it will not be Mother's Day anymore, but <laughs> happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there doing their thing. Yeah, My partner made my, my cat say happy Mother's Day in his own way. Aww, he just shoved sweet. the cat in my face this morning. He was like, oh, Chico has something to tell you. <laughs> my cat was like, can you just put me down, please? Yes. I was like, oh, wait, I am a mother. <laughs> you know that, that um from tiktok where someone's like bitch i'm a mother <laughs> that's how i feel yeah i guess technically uh, in that sense i'm a mom too yes weird to me yeah. so i don't like to think about it that way but yeah for kids yeah a kid one she's a single what is it a only child yes oh man <laughs> i don't know this week has been Exhausted. I'm still exhausted from Friday, yeah. to be totally honest. I think I just drank, like, a lot too much alcohol. You really didn't, though. I know, but I don't drink. So. Me neither. Yeah, we. Yeah, I had that half a drink until my cat put his paw in my, my rum drink. Um, Celeste and I were hanging out um, with a few of her other friends, uh, just having, like, a little get-together for her. Um we had we were we had some drinks and stuff but yeah i i just i don't drink anymore it's, it's kind of weird yeah i guess because i'm just not going out like and my partner doesn't really drink that much anymore either so it's not really a reason to per se yeah same i i think the last time i like drank that much was like december and <laughs> <laughs> you distinctly remember last time you got crunk yeah <laughs> that's how long ago it was yeah and yeah i just yeah, so I think I had started drinking before you came on. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think I had like two glasses. Yeah, of you had two like that. drinks. Yeah, but I don't drink. I'm such a lightweight. Yeah, I know. Like especially like this past. Well, I don't know. I'm a social drinker. I think like probably you are as well. Like I don't drink unless I'm around people, and I don't ever drink to get drunk. So. Mm. There's that as well. Like, if I do get drunk, it's rarely on purpose. Um, so, so yeah. And then I'm just a yeah. lightweight in general nowadays. Back in college, though, yeah, I was definitely not a lightweight. I, right. I was going to say, college was a different story for me. I was definitely... I wanted to say I was a social drunk, but I... Or, you know, drank socially. I wasn't a drunk, I don't think, but... No, but I definitely had those days where I'm just like, I'm just gonna go to the store and buy a twelve pack and just sit and watch TV and not talk to anybody. <laughs> just drink my own. Beer. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. Yeah, can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, no. My body just can't handle it anymore. Like I, we, we went out, um, went to my partner's brewery to just have a few drinks yesterday, and I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, yeah. I had like three beers. Like that, it was nothing. But I was like, oh no. Anything gets me a hangover now. Oh, dang. Anyway. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, today. Yeah, this. this... Oh, sorry. No, I just go ahead. What you gonna to say? Mention. I'm a little like nasally. I've been dealing with these. I, I don't know if it's allergies or sinus issues, but I've just been going through it this week. Um, I think the weather's just been kind of flip flopping here. Mm-hmm. So it was really warm and and really nice. It was like 80 degrees last weekend, and then Monday, Tuesday, it just dumped. Like it was like 40 degrees, 45, and it's been raining um, most of the week. So, uh, yeah, I had some issues with, like, my sinuses. I had to take off work because I just could not even function. And so I'm still kind of getting through that. So forgive me for the nasaliness. I'm going to try to keep it at bay. But, yeah, I sound uh, a little off. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't had any allergy issues this season so far, knock on wood. But also I've been taking yeah. allergy medicine regularly since, like, okay. February, March, because I know that it'll knock me the fuck out. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what I do. And, yeah. like, my, my dad has really bad allergies. And he's like, I don't Same. understand how you're not suffering. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know oh, what yeah. to tell you because he's suffering uh, right now. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. know. I have absolutely no idea. But, yeah, it's, I know it sucks. Something about it, though, right now. It's just I've, I've heard a lot of other people complaining that their allergies are like worse than normal this mm-hmm. season for some reason so i don't know what's going on but i blame covid for everything now so i think yeah <laughs> it's just cool <laughs> yeah i don't know makes sense yeah mm. okay um today this episode's gonna be on dreams um i don't know what the title of this episode's gonna be but y'all will know when you listen to this um, but just pretty much like deferred dreams, like why are we not dreaming big enough? It's I feel like a lot of these this theme has come up a lot for me in the past month, and then I was mm-hmm. listening to the Brown Ambition podcast, and they also did an episode on dreams, and I was just like, oh, I kind of want to like hear what you have to say and like explore a little bit more about like this theme. Because um, I feel like, for me at least, a lot is going on <laughs> in my life mm-hmm. in which yeah. I'm, like, reevaluating a lot of, you know, a lot of what I'm doing with my life and um, what I want to do with my life. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, and I think dreaming is a huge part of that. So, yeah. Um, I do have a couple questions and just some, like tangents <laughs> but um i think my first question is do you dream or have dreams hmm um i, I mean short answer is yes to to both i yeah. do dream and i i have some dreams um but to be more specific i i think you're right i think um i'm one of those people who feels like i need to um, oh, well, for me, I, I feel like I've never really had, I, I've had one, one big dream or big, you know, goal, I guess that you could call a dream and that's to retire early. But for me, I've always felt like I have to have more manageable, you know, dream, you, you know, if we want to call them dreams, I've always felt like I've, I've had to have more manageable dreams 
and kind of push aside that big major dream of, of retiring early. So instead of saying, oh, my, my dream is to retire early, I'm saying, oh, my dream is to have this, 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 and this so that I can retire mm-hmm. early, you know? So I kind of tr- focus on the, I guess, the smaller, <laughs> more manageable ones. But, um, you know, they, they're not really what I'm working for. Like, they're not really what I want. It's just kind of a means to an end, I guess, in a way. So. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like when you set a goal, and but right. you make steps to get to that bigger right. goal. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, um, I do have dreams as well. Um, I like one of my, I think longest dreams was to be an astronaut and or work for NASA. Oh, okay, and. Um, I've had that dream for a long time. I don't know which one it is, but I feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> I, other than that, I guess I don't have any other, like, I don't have any, I don't really, like, I don't have any, like, monetary dreams. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have any, like, what my life, what I want my life to look like like kind of dreams I think most of my dreams have been like career oriented which makes a lot of sense for who I am but I I guess I I think a part of me wants to I guess now that I'm in like a different stage in my life and you know that dream is from you know when I was in like high school and like I was starting college and now I've lived a lot more life and I'm doing like certain things I'm starting to realize that maybe I should have more dreams and not that necessarily that they have to be bigger than what I have currently but I want to what else do I want in my life and like what else is going to um make me happy or content or satisfied or anything like that. I think a lot of times I don't really know what that is because I've been so focused on like just trying to survive <laughs> like in general. Yeah. So so yeah. Um well, I I guess I I just want to add one point on that. I think you kind of touched on something that I was thinking about um a minute ago and I think I've realized just just in the short conversation we've started is I uh, my dreams or or you know my my dream my major dream is is very vague it's it's really vague it's not um you know my boss tells me this thing oh it's a uh, like they call them like smart goals mm-hmm. so you want something that is um see now I don't even remember that acronym she tells me this every time we have a meeting but <laughs> you want something that's like measurable attainable mm-hmm. um you know time sensitive and a couple other letters or something in there but basically like I, I feel like my my dream to retire early is super vague and it's not really you know early even is is relative right what's early mm-hmm. for me versus someone else on the street yeah or what's early for me versus what you think is early and and my my mom actually we were talking about this and you know she kind of made the similar point it was like that's really um you know that that it there's no uh proper interpretation for something like 
the word early. Like, I want to retire early. Okay, well, you could retire early and be 64 and a half Mm -hmm. or something, right? You know, or retire early and be 60 or whatever. So I think something that I want to do is be a little more specific. Um, Because like you said, your stuff is career oriented, but at least it's specific, right? Mm -hmm. You want to work for NASA or be an astronaut. For me, it's like, oh, I want to retire early and oh, I want to travel the world. Okay, what do you want to do while you travel or how do you want to travel or when or why or whatever that's I I think that's the stuff that I want to start thinking about more Mm. I think but I think that's okay though I think it's okay Hmm. for your dream to be ambiguous because that allows you to dream bigger I I don't you know like I don't I think we sometimes get wrapped up in what things are supposed to look like or what things are supposed to be because yeah we're supposed yeah. to quantify it because you know good old capitalism and white supremacy but <laughs> you know your dream is i feel like your dream it's okay for your dream to just be i want to retire early and be financially independent and then you and that's your dream and be like okay this is what i want to accomplish And then, like, you're talking about how do I get there. And I think it's okay to... I think that allows for you to have flexibility in your plan as well. Because if you say you want to retire early and you're like, okay, maybe my set date is 40, 45. And then maybe, like, five years down the line, something happens and you're always able to change that. Be like, okay, maybe, like, 50, 55. Like, I... Well, I think it, yeah, I do think that it's okay for it to be ambiguous, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I guess to counter that, and the the reason why I think it's super vague right now is because I had very specific goals with that. Like, I, I had a very specific time frame. So when I was leaving college, I was like, you know, I got my first real quote unquote job and I was like oh my god this sucks you know working is not what sucks it's just you know having to work a nine to five right be on a schedule be at the whim of whatever your boss your team needs and you know have to cater to them and plan your vacations or any of your time off and have to be like oh can I take a sick day today or oh Mm -hmm. no I got that meeting at three so no I can't you know like that stuff really just gave me um, a bad taste in my mouth from the jump and so from there you know I was young I was like 22 and I'm like okay I want to retire mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm 25 and then I hit 25 and I was like okay I'm still working what the hell you know and then it's like okay fine fine uh 28 and now I'm you know 27 moving into 28 and that's not really you know on my radar right now either so now it's like okay well 30 or 35 and I guess at some point I just kind of was like I just want to retire retire eventually but still early so Mm -hmm. you know I'm not because I felt like especially when I didn't do it that first time when I said you know I said like 25 or like mid-20s or something like that when I when that didn't happen it was so devastating but also you know it just gave me so much to blame myself for because it's like well you didn't save as much well you shouldn't have taken that vacation and you know Mm -hmm. spent all that money and you know, you should have taken that job opportunity and not this one and blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, I think I think that's kind of in the back of my mind the reason why I 
keep things vague for now, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I f just feel like keeping it vague, it just, it leaves too much open for interpretation for me. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's almost like a little too much slack in my opinion, yeah. because now it's like, okay, well I'm saying I re like, like what I just said, early is relative, right? So I could say, oh, well I did it at 62. That's still early. Right. But I'm 62. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of just where my thought process is at right now. So, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think we, I think we allow, I agree. What I, I like your point that sometimes because dreams are so big, we allow ourselves not to reach it because it feels it's easier to be content where you are than to mm -hmm. fail trying. Right. And so when a dream is because dreams are big, if you don't reach that dream or you don't make it, it's like it was just a dream. Like it, it right? It it exactly. could have happened. It couldn't have happened. It's fine. It's like an oh well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was I was, I was thinking about that. Like you know, it's so much easier to stay in a place that you feel safe. Pushing yourself is to do more is hard. Like it takes you out of your comfort zone. You have to deal with emotions that you don't have to deal with very often. And mm -hmm. I think it's natural. And I think it makes sense to be comfortable. That's human nature. Like you always want to be comfortable. Your body always wants to be comfortable. But, um, I asked, I posed the question, are you faking your comfort? Have you been in survival <laughs> mode for so long that this is hmm. your comfort zone? Like, you know, like, and I, I feel, I feel that way. Currently, I was talking to my parents and they were talking about like, you know, I live a good life. I do. I live a good life. I have a really nice apartment. I have a nice car. I make money. I have lots of money saved. You know, I have, I have things that the average American who is my age does not have or is not thinking mm -hmm. about. And I am grateful for all of those things. And I, yeah. And we were talking about like, you know, am I happy? Am I surviving? Am I content? And I was like, I don't, I don't believe I'm in survival mode anymore, but I'm content. I don't know what happiness looks like. And I don't think that I'm trying to chase this ultimate happy joyfulness because I, I think it is okay to feel negative emotions and negative feelings. That is that is what makes you human. I feel like chasing positivity and happiness all the time is pretty toxic. Mm. Um, and it makes you more vulnerable to be conned or to seek out fake happiness all the time. It's kind of like a drug. But um, I don't... Yeah, I don't know... I, but I do recognize that the life that I'm currently living, I know I could be doing more and I want to do more. And mm -hmm. so I think, I think I'm okay with being content where I am, but I know that I am itching to dream bigger and do bigger and better things. 
Hmm. Well, yeah. I have a follow-up question on something that you said. So you mm-hmm. said, I don't know what happiness looks like. Is it that you don't know what it looks like in general, or you don't know what it looks like to you? Meaning, yeah, you know, do you not see other people as happy, or do you not know what you would need to say that you're officially happy? Because you're saying you're content, which is great. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not sure if you're happy or not, what what do you think it would take for you to feel happy? Yeah. (laughs) My dad posed that question and I was like, I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. I find happiness in a lot of things. I don't know if I'm overall happy. And I think a lot of it is because I was depressed for so long that this whole new thing that I have going on where I'm like content and I'm okay and I'm not Mm -hmm. in survival mode that it I don't this might actually be happiness I don't know like I (laughs) I I, but I do feel but for me the word feels more like content like I'm a like I'm good where I am and so yeah yeah but I true I truly don't know like what would make me extremely happy? I don't... And I, part of me is, like, maybe just chasing those dreams that I want for myself and um, chasing those goals that I want for myself. That'll... I think that journey is going to not lead to my happiness, but it's going to bring those happiness bright spots into my life more and more. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I want versus, like, just being happy and joyful all the time. Because that's not what I'm chasing. I'm, I don't know if that makes sense. But I don't want... No, I think it does make sense. Yeah, I don't want to... I'm not chasing down happiness and being like, this is... Like, I don't think that there's something that that I'm dreaming or that um, that I have a goal for that is like, I'm going to get there and be like, I'm happy now. Like, I'm just going to like plant a flag down and just be like, I'm happy. And that's it. I don't think... I don't, I don't know. To me, that doesn't seem like how that works. (laughs) I think the Mm -hmm. journey to getting to your dreams and to your goals brings you happiness and it does bring you sadness as well. But I feel like that's the duality of that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what we see a lot when, um, you know, I've been paying a lot of attention to people who, are either self-made millionaires or, you know, billionaires or whatever they, you know, substantial wealth um, versus people who were kind of like given wealth. Um, you know, the people who worked hard for what they got versus the people who, you know, maybe fell into some money, got lucky, won a lottery, they got something passed down, whatever. And I think, um, you know, a lot of those people share stuff in one way where they say, yeah, things are, things are good, but I think for the people who are self-made, you know, they made their own money. They they generally seem a lot happier because they've worked hard, right? They feel like they deserve it. They've they've got it whatever. And then I think but but you know, I think a lot of the people who are just kind of fell into money, um just from what I've seen especially lately, um those people don't tend to be as happy. And I I would like to think one of those reasons is because 
they kind of just not doing anything like they get this money they're like okay now what yeah you know they're sitting here with their money and they got their nice new car and their big house Mm -hmm. and whatever and then they don't even know what to do with themselves so i think um you know i i think you're you're kind of right where it's like the the happiness could come from you just chasing that stuff Mm -hmm. and and working and you know moving towards um completing your goals and and you know um accomplishing your dreams and things like that but on the other side of it as well it's once you get there you kind of have to keep moving or else that's kind of how i feel and so for me it's like um you know, and I, th- I think you and I have been kind of talking about this stuff a lot too. Like, what would we do if we had a lot of money? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I I think I would retire for sure, um, but I wouldn't stop working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference is like, I think people who are older and they've worked the majority of their lives, yeah, you deserve to just chill out and do whatever you'd like with your time. But for me, it's like, I just don't want to be, um, how do I say this? I, I want my time to be mine again mm-hmm. so that I can choose to do what I want to do. And what I would probably end up doing is a lot of stuff like uh, humanitarian work, traveling to, you know, underserved areas and, and countries and, you know, trying to make a difference like on a day to day basis as opposed to just saying, oh, here's some money, do whatever you want. Like, I want to be in there with them making those changes, not just saying, you know, who do I write a check to? But but because that's not work mm-hmm. right but getting down there meeting people talking to people figuring things out helping build stuff uh you know those sort of things is that's work to me and that's the kind of work that i think keeps you coming back for more and keeps you feeling happy at the end of the day because you know you're making a difference whereas if you're you know and i think this is what a lot of rich people do and that's why they they don't really get people who are not rich like them um what they tend to do or what i've seen i guess you know of course i'm not trying to make general assumptions but from what i see from a lot of people who are just rich rich and you know that's just kind of it like they they just write a check and kind of forget about it or they donate to a charity and that's what they do they're not on the ground you know you think of people like okay think of like jimmy carter right that man is almost 100 years old and he is still like i think he had a bad fall sometime last year or year before last he has been out building houses habitat for humanity all these different organizations like he's like boots on the ground kind of dude and i think the obamas are like that too like they they want to be in that stuff but you you see people with their status that they they don't care they just they just send money so that they say they sent money yeah right but they're not doing the work and i think those are the people who deep down are not happy yeah you know i I don't know i guess i kind of went on a little rant there but but really i just feel like um you know a lot of people's dreams i think have to do with them being successful in some way or or having a way for their their family to be comfortable and Mm -hmm. and you know content and stuff like that but you know i think it's like what happens after you get to that point right what do you do after that so that you can keep that feeling and keep feeling like you've done something and it's worth it and you know you're continuing to keep that energy i guess is is really what's important yeah i agree i think yeah i agree with you especially that last point like i think be i mean because of the economic disparities in this country and in the world in general there are yeah, once you get to a certain point, 
where you have taken care of everything, you're not thinking about what's next because you have fought so hard for um, that one thing. And, like, for example, like, money, you're trying to, like, you know, pay all your bills and, you know, have a set amount of money and things like that. And you've bought all the things and you have this windfall. You've bought all the things and that you think Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to have, but you're still not happy because you haven't fully developed what actually makes you happy or what are the things that you actually want. You haven't truly dreamt big enough for hmm. for um for what you need in your life your dream is not sustainable like money isn't always sustainable like you can have more than enough of it but you can also lose it like if you lose all the money again what would make you right. happy you know like so yeah there's that yeah i agree i um I when I was listening to the podcast, um, they were saying that they I don't know who said this, but someone said that dreams are free. So why are your dreams cheap? And that blew my mind because Ooh. it makes sense. As you know, not that I'm hmm. not that I'm not aiming for monetary goals, but why do my dreams have limits? Why am I yeah, yeah. Why am I limiting myself to only one dream? Why can't I? think to dream more um and the same thing with that you know that we were kind of speaking on that like a financial dream or something like that like why allow capitalism and white supremacy to deflate my dream like why is my dream so why is my dream within the borders of what I think I can do yeah. You know, it's yeah. a dream. Why not just dream as big as you can? Like, it doesn't mean that you're not perceiving reality or anything like that. Like, you can... We're human. We can do both, <laughs> like, you know? So why yeah. not do both? Why not have that big-ass dream and that big-ass utopia and then go from there and figure it out on your way? You never know. I think when we don't dream big enough we box ourselves into like opportunities and what we can do and it's I don't want to get into any woo woo mind over matter manifestation stuff but like (laughs) it is it's kind of like ingrained in that you know like you're you're once you have once you've boxed your box yourself in your box yourself in your head then that's that comes out physically and you just continuously live your life that way and then you don't look to the side and realize someone did it a different way and opened way more doors than I did mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they didn't box themselves in because they decided to dream a lot bigger and just you know shoot their shot and figure right. out where they land because they might have yeah, landed I, a lot higher than you did. Yeah. And I think just to add on to that, I feel like if you have a dream that is, you know, most people would say, oh, you're not going to do that. That's unattainable. That just means that you're willing to do what it takes mm-hmm. to, to to make that happen, right? I mean, and, and with you, like, I don't want to get woo-woo-y. <laughs> but, you know, when people say anything is possible, I mean, it's kind of said for a reason, mm-hmm. right? I mean... 
I hate to compare this, but look at Elon, right? Yeah. How how could anyone have thought 20 years ago that some random dude was going to make his own freaking space force? Like, <laughs> it, it, like yeah. he has he has rockets and cars and solar power, everything and, you know, whatever. It's like, how could you even think that that's attainable unless you're just way out there, mm-hmm. like thinking that far out? And then going after it, right? That's the difference. So, and it wasn't wasn't just about him having money, because if we think back to how he got started, yeah, I think he was pretty well off as a kid, but and and he's you know extremely smart, obviously. But he kind of just started his businesses on his own. He worked with I think he had like X dot com, which turned into PayPal, um, and then he kind of just went from there. So, you know, I'm just using him as an example because mm-hmm. he's probably the one that most people are thinking about lately right mm-hmm. and and jeff bezos right he started amazon.com in his garage as a online book re- retailer and now he's like stupid rich like yeah. insanely rich but again who could have thought 20 30 years ago that someone would have like almost a quarter of a trillion dollars to their name right yeah. so it's uh i think I think, um, you know, having these big, crazy, wild sounding dreams is a great thing because that just, like, like I said, just means that you're willing to do what it takes. Yeah. Right. And even if it doesn't work out, like you could get somewhere within reach of that Mm -hmm. easily. I think anyone could do that. Right. And also, again, it's all relative, right? So something wild and outrageous to you might not be wild and outrageous to Jeff Bezos or Elon or Oprah or Michelle Obama or you know anybody right so (laughs) yeah I think it's all relative in a way yeah I agree I think also to your point with um Elon and Jeff Bezos like these people have been innovators of change and Mm -hmm. all this creativity like and if you're not dreaming big enough then a lot of the world loses out on that Right. How do you make a big change if there's no one to make that big change? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was also thinking like, you know, why are you holding yourself back? Why do I, Mm. and I think we, we touched on this a little bit, you know, that, it just feels comfortable. I am comfortable where I am. I am doing a lot of the things that they say I should be. Why should I want to do more? Why should I, I... want to push myself? For me, I feel like I have, um, I kind of have an imposter syndrome, but not just with my work. Like, I'm, I'm noticing more and more that I'm really, like, pretty capable in my work and I'm actually being recognized for that and it feels really good. But when I look at my day-to-day life, like sitting in this apartment that costs way too fucking much and, you know, living in this neighborhood that's, like, you know, considered pretty affluent and high-end and stuff, it's... I feel like I shouldn't be here because I don't... I never really felt like this is uh you know where I would end up if if you asked me I don't know five years ago 
if I thought I would be living in this situation and, and having a job and making this money that I'm making, I would have said no. And, you know, even back then where I was thinking I want to retire early, blah, 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 I was going to retire and, you know, do what they call lean, lean fire, which is living off of like very low income, mm-hmm. you know, very low expenses, stuff like that. And I was, I was going to feel okay. I would do budget traveling, shoestring budget, all that stuff, frugal, everything. But now it's like, okay, well, maybe I can kind of upgrade a little bit. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel slowly, um, but surely that I can, I can move up in the world and not feel guilty. But that's, that's just really new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it's really just like an imposter kind of thing. It's like, you feel like, you feel like because of where you are, where you came from, it, that you know dreaming big or having these you know lofty goals and things like that is just not you mm-hmm. and I think um yeah I think a lot of people would benefit from from trying to change their own narrative on that yeah no I agree I agree I feel exactly the same way I was like you know there's mm-hmm. societal and familial pressure you know there's childhood trauma you know there's just a lot of reasons why right we hold ourselves back i was like it's scary i was like i don't want to deal with um failing or falling on my ass like i don't i don't want to deal with that i don't want to deal with those kinds of emotions because it sucks it's not a good feeling you know i hate failing especially as black as a black woman like i because i can't fail i'm not allowed to fail there's no room for us in this world to fail as black women as soon as we fail it's like oh yeah see and this is why and yeah the of course hate and the bullshit right. and like mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's it's that whole annoying ass saying you have to work twice as hard to get half as much and it's like mm. and it's um it's even harder to fail with out a support system and I have a support system I have friends and I have family and I have money in which that if I fail it won't be the biggest thing in the world but I still get in the way of myself all the time and I just lack the confidence a lot of the times to push myself to do things that are scary and that will I, I just lack the confidence to push myself to reach that dream because it's scary. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. where I am a lot of the times. Yeah. I guess my last note is that um, I want to work on pulling myself out of this mentality, obviously, because, you know, we're talking about it. And I know I would be amazing at all the things I want to do. I'm already very good at what I do currently and I and I know like and I know I always give 110% I was taught to do that and I love doing that I love learning I love learning I want to do so many different kinds of things that are completely different from each other and I want to do them all and I don't know if I have enough lifespan to do that in this life (laughs) but I but But you can try yeah and that's what I I want to continue to do like we're almost we're almost 30 and I'm like I'm here for a career change like I am I'm here for it because I 
something that's important to me is being a well-rounded person and being a well-rounded person means learning about different things and seeing the bigger picture and connecting the dots and yes. putting and everything being open to changing your yes, opinion. Yes, exactly. And so, and I, now that, you know, we're going to, like I said before, like now we're going to turn 30, I don't want to be in the same mindset I had even not just 10 years ago, but even like two, three years ago, I don't want to be in the same mindset because I want to consistently be shifting my perspective because it's important to me as a citizen of this world. And so, yeah, I don't know. I lost my train of thought there, (laughs) but (laughs) no, no, I, I feel you though. I do. Um, I, you know, okay, so this reminds me of, of what we were talking about on Friday. So Celeste and I, uh, for our listeners, Celeste and I were, um, you know, we we're on the Zoom call uh, with some friends and we we're kind of playing like never, um, never have I ever. Oh my God. No, oh, no. we were playing <laughs> Would You Would Rather. You rather? Yeah. <laughs> never have I ever. Um, we were playing Would You Rather and Celeste had this bank of questions that she was asking the group and... So when I went out with my partner yesterday, I found those questions and I was, my partner and I were, were um, running through some of those. I don't know if you asked this before I joined the call, but the question that I really liked was, would you rather die in 20 years with no regrets or 50 years with lots of regrets? And my partner and I both chose 20 years because for me, it's like, you can live a lot of life in 20 years, but you could slave away and make all these mistakes and you know, maybe ruin your life in 50 years and have to kind of live with that. Like, I'd rather have a shorter time on this earth, but make more of an impact Mm -hmm. for myself than, you know, stay on here longer and be miserable. And so I guess I'm wondering um, what your thought is on that because, and and why you would choose what you chose. Yeah, I'm same with you. I would live 20 years with no regrets. I feel like... I feel like regret is just in the way of progress, in the way of you being bigger and better, because you're always dwelling on that negative emotion Mm -hmm. all the time. And living with no regret seems more of a, a way to just push yourself and to do more bigger and better things all the time so Mm -hmm. versus I yeah I would rather live a shorter life with no regrets than live a longer life filled with regrets people do that all the time (laughs) like there's so many people who are in their six fifties, sixties, seventies who have so many regrets and it eats away at yes. them every day and they can't enjoy the life that they have now in retirement or wherever they are because all they do is wallow in that and it is human to make mistakes and to do things but do things that negatively impact you or someone else but 
acknowledge, but you have to acknowledge that and also be able to move past it or try to move past it. Because if you don't, then you're just gonna, it's just gonna suck. Like life is gonna suck. And I think the point of getting older is to be able to look back and be like, you know what, I did a lot of those things, but I'm here now and I'm trying to live out the rest of my life as fully as I can. So Right. And that's yeah. why I bring it up. That's why I bring it up because going back to what we're talking about, which is dreams, mm-hmm. right? You can you can dream about stuff all day long, but are you actually gonna get up and try to make those things happen, right? And I'm saying you in like a general yeah. sense of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, do you wanna look back? 50 years from now and being like why didn't I just you know if your dream what if your dream was I'm gonna go and get a four-year degree from university and then you look back 50 years from now you're like why didn't I just do night school for you know maybe it would have taken longer but Mm -hmm. I could have done it I could have done it you know you don't I I I would hate to to get to that point and and even now you know thinking about regrets and, and trying to tie this back in again I have a lot of regrets from how I spent my previous you know 20 25 years and i'm trying to correct that right now and it's exhausting yeah. it's really exhausting to realize what you've done wrong in your own opinion you know what what, what you think is wrong might not be what yeah. someone else mm-hmm. thinks is wrong again it's like i've been saying this whole time it's all relative but you know like for me it's like okay i didn't i didn't prioritize my health I didn't prioritize my schooling, so I got a degree that just made sense. And, you know, now I, I have a good job and I, you know, I have no complaints about, about that career-wise. But, no, I could have I could have pushed myself harder, studied better, paid attention more, and, and made my, my journey a lot easier than it was. Um, I could have taken better care of my health and not be struggling like I am right now to, like, lose weight and just get in a better routine and take better care of myself and just care about my actions more like I am now. It's hard to reverse that kind of stuff retroactively. And it's uh, it's really easy to put something on the board, call your dream and just start moving towards it bit by bit. I think that's a lot easier than that's saying, oh, I'll, I'll do that some other time, or, oh, that's not for me, or, but you know, whatever, like, to... <sighs> yeah, I don't know, this is making me think about a lot more stuff than, than just uh, my future, it's making me think about my past, but, mm-hmm. in, but in a way, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, harp on your past, right, because the past is the past, you can't change it, of course, but, but you can use those lessons that you've learned, that you're living through right now, because of your past actions, and, and use it as fuel to make better choices in the future, and and really prioritize your own happiness and the things that you want to do, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I will say, though, I, in the recent past, I gave up on regretting my past especially Hmm. college like 2012 forward I um I gave up on 
constantly feeling bad about the the choices that I made during that time and what I should have been doing and all this stuff. Granted, I've had, I've done a lot of like soul searching and I've been in therapy a lot and all these things. So it's not like all of a sudden I just was like, oh, like, you know, like (laughs) I just totally forgive myself and forget and whatever. Like, no, it, it takes, it takes a lot, but it... I agree with you. Like I there I I was in a place where I was constantly trying to correct everything that I didn't do all the time. Like everything that I didn't do back then, I was trying to correct in that current moment wherever I was mm-hmm. in the past 2-3 years. And it made me realize that I still was not happy. I still was not content. I still wasn't where I wanted to be. I was trying to fix things that had already happened. And I wasn't trying to learn, recognize that I am not that person anymore and move forward. And yes, like, you know, yeah, your past is your past and... You're not going to be the same person you were before. And it's so easy to dwell on, like, the regrets that you made and and things like that. But, or the regrets that you have and mistakes that you feel like you made. But I always feel like, I don't know, it takes, when is it, I guess my... It's my thought process is also like, you know, when will you be done punishing yourself for the things that you did Mm. in the past? Yeah. Yeah. When will that be? Because you're not the same person you were back then, you know? You're Mm. not the same person that was doing all those things. You had a lot of different things that you probably don't even realize um, that was going on. And you made a lot of those decisions. You made a lot of those choices. And so now that you're in a better place, in a, in a better space, it's not... I don't think that it's helpful for you to try to make up for all of those things. I think right. in a... Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I guess the word that's coming to me is like, it feels very self-sabotaging. Because now Hmm. you're still limit, you're limiting yourself in what you can do for your future or for your goals because you're trying to make up for something that you did in your past in a limiting way right now. And so instead of thinking and dreaming bigger and being like, okay, I did that in my past and I... And, you know, I'm trying to, like, work on how I'm going to deal with my future. Not that, like, you forget about it and just push it aside, but use that to be like, okay, I forgive myself for being that person. I forgive myself for doing those things that I did. And I choose not to be that person anymore. I choose to dream bigger. I choose to have bigger goals. I choose to do bigger things now because I don't want to be that person anymore. 
So how do I do that and not limit myself in the same way that I used to limit myself back then? I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, no, I think that's, I think having harping on the things that you cannot change about yourself, especially even now or in the past, I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of times held me back from being where I am now because I was trying to make up for those things. And I was just like, Celeste, you're not that person anymore. And it does not, it is not in your best interest and it does not serve you to trying to, to keep trying to push forward and holding yourself back at the same time because you feel bad for the things that you did in the past. It does not, it does not serve you. And you have to, at some point, let that go because you're not that person anymore. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that you're not that person anymore for you to accept who you are now and accept the new person that you are becoming and who who you're trying to be so that you can move forward and pursue those big-ass goals that you have for yourself. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking hard. And... I came to that a lot of those realizations in the past couple years, but it's something that I'm still working on and still evolving. And I, I try to not push, but like I try to put onto other people that hey, like it's okay, it is totally okay, and and yeah, it's hard as someone who who did a lot, who regretted a lot of things, even, like, during a lot of those times, like, in college and stuff, like, I I had a lot of regrets, and I had, I was self-loathing a lot, and I lacked a lot of, lacked so much confidence, and all these things, and I hated myself, and all of these things, and, like, when I was trying to bring myself out of it, it, I still felt stifled, I still felt like, and I had to like really give up on a lot of those things that I did in my past and a lot of those past regrets and just focus on the here and the now and the future because that's all I can really, that's what's going to sustain me going forward. So yeah, that was very long winded, but yeah. (laughs) No, honestly, that it might be one of the best things that I think you might have ever mentioned on this podcast (laughs) for me that that I feel like ah man that was (laughs) you hit the you hit the nail on the head with that that was an excellent point couldn't have said it better if I tried um that really helps me yeah is what I'm trying to say because I have been trying to develop this new person that I want to be, I really, really am trying to get into it and I'm really enjoying it, but I felt like something is not right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I got to let go of past Amber and past Amber's choices Mm -hmm. to do so. Um, Yeah. Oh, girl, you're about to make me cry. Yeah, I know. I'm about to cry. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, but, but seriously though, I think, I think, um, you know, for our listeners, if there's one thing to take away from this, I know we, we started by talking about dreams, but this is all so, so relevant. You, you have, 
if you're at this point where you're trying to evaluate um, your goals and your dreams and things that you want to work towards, you have to be able to push aside the things that are like, like you said, the things that are going to be self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's not even just your past things. That's like people too, mm-hmm. right? People who, who are saying, Oh, why would you like, let, let's say, you know, we take Celeste stuff as an example. Why would you want to work for NASA? NASA sucks. Why would you want to do that? There, there's no reason for you to do that. Or that's not possible. Or black women can't be astronaut. Like, you know, you could hear all kinds of, all kinds of combinations of bullshit but being able to either drown those people out or remove them from your life i think that's that's really important too but you know it kind of goes hand in hand with what celeste was saying you have to be able to clear away those thoughts and those things that are self-sabotaging and for me it's my past i have made a lot of mistakes you know and and again it's all relative of course because Something I deem as a mistake might not be so bad to anyone else, but, you know, I have a lot of stuff that I blame how current Amber is because of what I've done in the past. And I think I, you know, I got to kind of let go and, uh, you know, um, I owe it to myself to start fresh, new chapter, new life, whatever you want to call it. But you kind of owe it to yourself to start new if that's what you want. So, yeah, I, I <laughs> that was a great point. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a long time, yeah. for Aww. sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think a lot of dreaming big and having big goals and, you know, and what we've been talking about, you know, being and finding out like the root of why you're not dreaming big and like all of these things they it's a way to expand and try to change I don't know I guess maybe just kind of like change the path that you're on because it's also it's like it's a mindset change and it mm-hmm. it it changes who you are as a person once you start like thinking about a lot of these things and it takes it takes so it takes time like i know i harp on this a lot but it took me so much time and i didn't get to this place where i am now like like you know it wasn't like a one track thing you know like where I am now kind of started like a few years ago when I was just on like a Mm -hmm. body positivity, body neutrality, like journey. And I was just very much like, I want to stop hating my body. I want to stop like hating myself. I want to stop dieting. I want to stop yo-yoing in my weight and like, like drastically and just like find a place in which my body is like at a homeostasis and it is comfortable and all of these things and all of this other, all of that, that beginning part of that journey came to this where I am now in which I think about a lot of these other things. So I, I guess I say that all to say that all that, all of that to say 
that um it's the journey is not linear and you're gonna hit some bumps in the road you're gonna have setbacks you know like even not just you know talking about you know self-improvement and stuff like that but also like your dreams as well you're gonna have setbacks it's not just gonna be an upward trajectory all the time um but a big thing is to not give up on yourself never Mm -hmm. don't give up on yourself because at the end of the day, you are your biggest cheerleader. You are your biggest champion. Yep. You are the only person in the world who cares that much for you. You are your only ride or die. And so you have to be there for you. And that takes confidence, you know. And I'm not saying confidence comes easy. You know, like it doesn't come easy for me at all whatsoever. I have a lot of down days where I'm just like, I'm just regular today (laughs) and that's it. Like, and then there are days where like, I'm a bad bitch. You can't tell me shit. Like that's the, I have some of those days too. And I'm aiming to have more of those days so that I can continuously dream big because I don't ever want to, I don't want to ever stop that. And I don't want to ever have someone take that away from me. Or give anyone the opportunity to take that away from me. So, and I want to impart that to all women, especially black women. Like, we get the short end of the stick so much and we box ourselves in so much from the world. And sometimes a lot of it is protection. A lot of it is, you know, we don't want to have to deal with the bullshit. Because when you're at the top... Especially as a black woman, you get so much more shit because people want to see you. People want to see your downfall so bad. Mm. So, Mm. and the ones that are on the top, that are still on the top is because they dare to continue to dream big. And I love that shit. I love it so much because it just shows that that the world is already so limiting don't let your dreams or your mind limit you as well. And it takes time to get there and you work on it bit by bit. But at some point you're going to realize, oh, like, can't nobody fuck with me. Like, I already know what I'm doing. I already got this. Like, someone says some shit to me, whatever. Like, it just rolls off yeah. and, like, you just keep going forward. So, so yeah, that's, like, my lasting imparting <laughs> advice that I impart to you and don't get don't get me wrong like I work on this constantly like I'm constantly working on this I'm not just like I'm saying all this stuff and I just be living it up like I'm not (laughs) like that you know but I do think but it's something that I think about all the time and it's something that I feel like it's extremely important for us to talk about and I do think that especially on the internet we talk about this a lot and I love that so much so this is me just adding to all of that yeah yeah, very well said. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Like <laughs> Yeah. Talking from No, I think that was that was really good. Um definitely gave me a lot of stuff to think about and I hope our listeners enjoyed enjoyed all that too. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of good takeaways from that. And you can even, you know, you can you can always draw your own conclusions as you listen along. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's just good to just keep moving forward and 
you know, like you said, you're you're your own cheerleader. You're your number one fan. Yeah. So you have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if I will post, post, I will link the um, Brown Ambition oh, yeah. podcast below that inspired mm-hmm. a lot of this. Um, yeah. And just, you know, keep doing what you got to do. Keep dreaming big, y'all. That's all that you can do for real, for real. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to our last segment called What's Got You Hot? What's Got You Hot? You know I'm sitting over here trying to think <laughs> on the one right now. I have one. Damn, I'm never prepared. <laughs> Go ahead, you got yeah, one? Yeah, I have one. So yesterday, I, um, yesterday I, um, my parents came to one. see, well, actually, my brother had a track and meat field, track and field meet. <laughs> so he's a senior in high school, so he's graduating soon. And um Yay. yeah, I'm so proud of him. He actually is going to George Mason on a full ride scholar athletic scholarship for track and field. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a triple jumper. So Jeez. if anyone knows what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is, um, but it sounds it's like, like something I can't do. It's like I don't know if you've you've watched the track and field events and the Olympics, but it's the 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 one the one that they like run and jump into the sand pit thing. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Oh, is that what they call it? Triple. Yeah, I think there's like a long, called, like, jump, long jump, and then there's like a triple jump. I think they like hop two or three times, and then they like jump. Oh yeah, yeah. they do like this the kind of like a skip almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what okay, he does. Gotcha. I think last year he was like fifth in the state. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So Good for him. Yeah. That's great. And he does hurdles as well. So yeah, he Oops. had a meet yesterday and it was like I've never been to one of his meets before. He's been doing track for like all throughout high school, I think. And I had never been to one of his meets, so it was like really cool to um go to one of his meets. It was a very long day. My parents were like, We yeah. did not he had two events. We did not think it was going to be this long. <laughs> were they, like, spaced out or he had to come back? Yeah, they were spaced out. It was, like, okay. one he had, I think it was probably at, like, 2.30 or something like that. And then the other one was, like, at, like, five, four or 5 or something like that. It was ridiculous. No, maybe, like, 4.30 or four, three thirty four. Okay. So... Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So we were just like standing and like waiting for things to happen. And we were watching like all the other races. It was actually kind of fun to, um, to be out there and like see him do his thing. Cause like, you know, that's his thing. And I love that. So, so yeah. And then, um, (laughs) my parents saw like my, they dropped him off. And then like, I saw, then my parents came over and like, dropped off all my crooches like they gave me like three new plants <laughs> like of course Yay. and um ooh, which reminds me i have to move and um and they gave me an air fryer because my parents got a bigger yes. air fryer so welcome to the fold <laughs> yeah. i love my air fryer yeah i'm excited I to use it <laughs> yeah i'm excited to use it yeah and and yeah That's it was cool. just like really it was um it was just a really cool day. And it was also the first weekend I had, I've had off in like three years, like no work, no school, like nothing. I was just like, oh, I don't really have anything to do today. So I can just 
you know, do this yeah, thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was really nice Good. to just, and it was also nice to see my parents because I haven't seen them since December. So. So yeah. yeah, the timing of that, I think I'm sure that was really good. Yeah, uh, but also small tangent to shout out to the guy who lost the the rec the time the times in like lengths of the jump from my brother's last event for the triple jump. The guy, it got the paper got lost, so my brother couldn't get his Daddy. medal. I think he got like first place. No. Yeah. Either and the guy who did who recorded everything for that event, he left like right after the thing was what? over, like right before they gave away all the medals. Oh my god! So my brother was like waiting around trying to like get his medal because he won, he placed, and and then like also track and field is like you know they want their numbers and stuff like that to see like you know to improve yeah, and they stuff. Have their stats. Yeah. yeah, and. The guy, the paper just gone. The guy gone. Like, don't nobody so know. what happened? I, they don't know. They're trying to look for the guy to get the paper. Are you serious? Yeah. They just let any old dude in there, huh? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, how is nobody not knowing where this guy went? Yeah, it was a hot ass mess. Wow. Yeah, my brother was pretty upset and annoyed, so. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I was like, dude, it's okay to be mad, because I would be mad too. <laughs> like, be mad about it, because that oh, sucks. So yeah. Mad. Oh my god. Yes. I would go in like full Karen mode. Like, I'm not leaving until you give me my thing. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Well, okay. Now that you ended on a negative note, I don't feel so bad <laughs> complaining. <laughs> complaining. <laughs> um, okay. What's got me hot? I thought about this as soon as Celeste started talking. <sighs> I'm doing a little woosah right now because I was so mad yesterday. People who use public transportation and they just don't give a fuck about other people in the vicinity, right? So we, okay, we t- we take the train. We live near the CTA in Chicago and we take the train whenever we can, whatever, that's normal. We went to a brewery, got some drinks, hung out for a little bit, and then we were taking the train back. And... I, there there are certain train lines in Chicago and I, if any of our listeners are from Chicago I I know you know what I'm talking about there are certain train lines where like you don't really ever have to worry about some weird freaky gross nasty dangerous shit happening and there's other train lines where it's like yeah it's hit or miss it literally is like could anything could fucking happen somebody could get stabbed on the train somebody could shit themselves on the train anything right so where we were at the breweries one of those lines is like one of those lines that's just like hit or miss right and sure enough we get on the train and this dude comes like rolling in he just kind of flops down and right dead in the middle of the train car and i'm already getting bad vibes because he was like mumbling to himself and cursing at something right i don't i mean everybody talks to themselves whatever but he was like cursing at the air so i was like oh god so (laughs) So he takes out this like nasty like half wet cigarette i don't know where he got that thing from but he pulls out this janky looking cigarette and just lights it up and starts smoking it on the train and so normally i'm like not bothered by that stuff but then he started and this is like tmi so if y'all are like gross with bodily fluids just hit the volume for like 10 seconds but like, he he started he was smoking 
And then he started spitting, like just like, like spitting, dumping spit on the train floor in front of him. And people are sitting right next to him like, dude, what the fuck? Like, and you know, you can't really say anything to people because you don't know how crazy people are. And he already gave me crazy vibes anyway. So I wasn't going to try to let him catch my gaze and have him, you know, curse me out or come at me or whatever. So, you know, I was just kind of pissed. Right. And, you know, if I was with, if I was not with my partner, I would have felt really uncomfortable because he was pretty like vocal and just clearly did not give a fuck about anyone else and so the train doors open we got off at the next stop after he got on luckily i only had to deal with him for a couple minutes but the doors open and i (laughs) i saw this this young black girl who was like maybe like my age she was sitting on the platform waiting to get on i said girl pick another car she's like what what i was like trust me pick another car she oh shit so she just took off running like she's like she's a runner (laughs) but she she took off because I mean, this is another like CTA thing for Chicago. Like, the they do not wait to close those doors. As soon as the doors open and people are getting off, they're already ready to close the doors. Mm-hmm. So you have typically five, maybe ten seconds to get in the car from the time the doors open. So I said, "Girl, pick another train car." And she like kind of gave me this look, like, "Why are you talking to me?" I said, "Pick another train car. Trust me." She's like, "Okay, okay." So she's like looking around and she started. She took off running. And like, I'm like glad she did because this other couple, they also followed her and got in another car, but this one chick did not. And she got, there was, you know, like a few people at the door. And so this one girl either didn't hear me or she didn't really care whatever. She gets in the car and she stands right in front of where that guy's sitting. And I just saw her face. I watched her. I saw her face as the train took off her i feel so bad i feel so bad because she gave me she looked through the window at me and i like kind of looked at each other and she gave me this look like what the fuck and i was like i i told you i tried to tell you (laughs) i just i don't know anytime somebody gets off the train and says something like that i always listen to them because you don't know what the hell is going on in that train car you know and then there and there was plenty of people in there but a lot of people in there were look like clearly strung out. Some people were sleeping and then some people just, you know, minding their own business. But you really got to be like ready to escape mm-hmm. <laughs> if some weird shit goes down like that. So, you know, obviously not the worst I've seen, but that's just one of those things that just kind of gives me like it just kind of rubs me the wrong way and just puts a bad taste in my mouth and really just kind of wrecks my mood for a little bit and i was just i felt so bad for that girl she was just like no because <laughs> because it's also hard to move around the train when it's moving and you know yeah. it's, she kind of was stuck there for a little bit at least so i don't know all i want to say is uh good luck girly i hope you figured it out because <laughs> i was like so happy to get off that train car anyway that was my thing i just i get frustrated when people use the train or the buses their own toilet slash yard yeah. slash you know whatever yeah clothing store what <laughs> people are gross man yeah. especially when they it's not their home people are gross yeah yeah people don't take yeah, care of like, shared shit bruh, like there was like trash and stuff all over the floor and like yeah, i get it like it's a weekend people are you know they're not really keeping those trains clean on the weekend because there's just too many people using them but ugh, that was that was enough for me. I was like, all right, that's enough adventure. I'm ready to go back <laughs> to my apartment. Yeah. So it's enough of outside. Let's reel yeah. it back in. Yeah. Yeah, I hit my quota for the weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> oh man. Oh, 
well, anyway, this was the Slight Sarcasm Podcast. I am Amber. I'm Celeste. And as always, we want to thank you all for listening. We do encourage you to take a look at our social media, which will be linked in the show notes. And I think Celeste said she will also link the Brown Ambition podcast that she referenced. Um, and you can also email us um, with questions or suggestions. And that's at the slight sarcasm podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, thanks again. And we hope you join us in the next episode. Bye. Bye.